Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi, and welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Please. And you can also send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. This week. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm shaking. I'm shaking. This whole day has been so incredibly difficult to concentrate because Meghan Markle is standing on the island in which we stand. Yes. I mean, we're recording on Tuesday night. She's still here. Tuesday is the big day. Tuesday has been the big day. um, And she's here. And how am I supposed to continue? It's so weird that she's not in the exact same room as us. She might be outside the door. We really don't know. She might be surprising us. Spoiler alert, she's not going to surprise us. But like, it could happen. Well, I think we know she's not on her way here because the paparazzi is staking out her hotel. Exactly. We would know. So first off, we have to discuss Meghan Markle takes Manhattan. Um, then we have um, we finished the Princess Margaret documentary, and Lisa did a little Q and A with the biographer. Indeed, um, and we have some updates from the kids because the Cambridges are keeping it quiet, but their kids. We have some updates on them. And Prince Harry's hanging out with kids. And Prince Harry's hanging out with kids. And Prince Harry was in an igloo of <laughs> no, sorts. No big deal. No big deal. So that's our week. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank God we have a drink. <laughs> yes, we have a drink. Um, this week's royal refreshment is. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. A rum and coke. Cherry coke. Rum and cherry coke. I bought the cherry coke because I love cherry coke. And then it's Captain Morgan spiced rum, which is freaking delicious. This really tastes so good. It's really, really good. And I'm like, oh, right. That's why I drank rum and coke in college. Mm -hmm. And thereafter. It's like the only cocktail that I can count on. Mm -hmm. I used to like malibu in college Mm -hmm. which is such a like a we all did we all did i remember actually requesting a bottle of malibu from one of the seniors who was like i'm doing an alcohol run i was like i would like some malibu please it's disgusting it's like Uh, sunscreen i remember one time when i didn't really drink i asked for some baileys because i was like "Ooh, can i check some baileys but i'm like this is it's horrifying all these mistakes we made along the way thankfully we now know captain morgan and cherry coke Delicious. Um, we have a listener email from a youngster. A youngster who is also on this island. Would you care to read? Yes, it's from Grace. She writes, I'm a high school junior from NYC, and I look forward to every Thursday morning when I wake up and can listen to Riley Obsessed. Your podcast has helped me through this stressful year, and I am so appreciative. My freshman year, my friend and I used to make a slumber party tradition of ordering Chinese food and watching the William and Kate movie on Netflix. Amazing. Also, once when I was in London, my taxi driver said that Prince Harry had written in his taxi that same taxi I was in. I have a question. Was this taxi driver telling the truth? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we can trust anyone. I don't want to upset Grace, but can you imagine a happy, excited American gets into her first British taxi and she's like, I love Prince Harry. And he's like, He's been here. I've met him. Yes, but at the same time, are people inherently good? And so would he actually want to say something <laughs> to make someone feel better? I think we really revealed ourselves as glass half empty, half full right now. <laughs> anyway, jumping right back into that letter. She continues, I'm obsessed with Kate and Megan, and it's incredibly inspiring as a young woman to see the grace and class with which they carry themselves. 
I'm also inspired by you two and enjoy hearing about all the incredible things your jobs allow you to do. I love listening to your podcast because similar to, similarly to many other listeners, I don't have many friends who are interested in the royal family. So thank you for being those friends for me. I love your podcast and thank you for everything. Oh, Grace. War- warmly, Grace. Warmly is such a chic sign off. So chic. Especially for a 16 or 17 year old. Who lives in NYC. Well, that explains it. But like, I'm always like best and all the best and regards when I'm feeling really fancy. I do a lot of thanks exclamation point. <laughs> Warmly. That's so beautiful. I the, feel warmed by yes. it. This is such a nice email because it really made me think about um, in high school, I felt like the only people I could really relate to were like characters in books. And mm-hmm. I, I really loved having my books to read. And I mean, I, I guess maybe podcasts exist back then. I don't know. It was like a long time ago. Who could even Ages remember? Ages ago. <laughs> the, stone ages who even can remember <laughs> but i just you know i had the characters in books so that's really nice i like that i hope high school isn't stressing you out too much junior year is rough especially in new york city all that competition and stuff oh my gosh you gotta get into college the SATs. SATs. <laughs> Woo! oh boy oh boy yeah we, so we're wishing no more stress for you grace yes um then we have uh this week in royal history dun, dun, dun. um prince andrew was born his birthday is February 19th, 1960. Andrew Albert Christian Edward was born on February 19th, 1960 at Buckingham Palace. He's the third of four children of Queen Elizabeth. Um, let's see. What is interesting about Andrew? <laughs> I mean, I think there are lots of interesting things. And, um, well, he was named after his paternal grandfather, Prince Andrew of Greece. Mm-hmm. But I, what really I like about this day is I really, really love Eugenie on Instagram. I think she has such a sweet account. And so today she posted a little birthday post for her father. And it was this video of this army band um, serenading him with like this grand happy birthday. It was really cute. Yeah. And she wrote, thank you to... Um, guards for such a special birthday morning for papa video taken by yours truly and i just think that's so lovely and in case that wasn't clear lisa was afraid to pronounce grenadier i think that's what that is i just <laughs> I, I don't know people roast me i just like anytime there's a hesitation it should be noted by listeners that lisa's preparing to pronounce something um she posted a couple things today she also posted some um like a baby photo with uh, Queen Elizabeth holding him and then a picture of him maybe as a foxy teenager 20 something and then of course him on her arm at her wedding and then him just like kicking back and looking like a normal dad which is of course the best picture um, yeah. happy birthday to you papa we are so proud of you and everything you have achieved in your 59 years Woo! wow I just think it's so nice like you know he really was like the the great father of the bride during her wedding. And so it was really, I, I just, I like their relationship a lot. And I think so too. I like anytime she posts about him. I like the, the renaissance of the Yorks. So now that we've gotten all that done, we got to get right into NYC. <laughs> that was all preamble. That was nonsense. <laughs> it was like us going through the show, but now I'm like, oh my God, Caitlin. Before we go any further, I would like to um, thank all of the, listeners all the row rows who reached out throughout the day today and a little bit so this new york trip only broke yesterday so she was in new york or what maybe sunday no broke, it broke on monday because i was working on monday because yes. it was a long weekend so she apparently flew in on friday so she had, was here for like two and a half days completely undetected yeah and we're gonna get into that in a second because you know i've got like some sliding door situations that's true we do but um so she comes on friday the news doesn't break until monday and then the 
degree of the news kind of like trickles, you know, like she's here on a girl's trip. Oh, wait, it's a uh, baby shower. And, you know, yeah, we get like one tiny little image of her in a newsboy cap. We have no idea what neighborhood. You and I texted each other at the exact same time. <laughs> we, <laughs> we were did. like, oh, my God. OMG. Um, but I want uh, what I was starting to say is I want to thank everybody who was um, DMing and tweeting and Facebook messaging us being like, oh, my God, you guys, they're in New York. Like, I appreciate. Well, they she is in New York. I appreciate that attention and that you would think of us at this time. Yes. And also it kind of made me feel like I was letting everyone down because they were like, I hope you're finding her. Go find her. And I was like, I'm blogging. I actually got a tweet that was like, you're not really royally obsessed if you don't leave your office job and go to the Mark Hotel. And I couldn't do it. I don't know. I got to pay off my credit cards. I know. I am a freelancer, so I sort of control my own schedule. But I do have an office job right now. I can't just leave. I only just started it. Um, So I, I was not present. But Oh, my God. What an exciting time. And I don't even really know where to begin. Maybe the logistics of her pulling this off. I think it is. First of all, I'm amazed that nobody knew about it for two days, that she really was here all weekend, including eating at lingerie, like around other people. And we got no photos, no cell phone photos, nothing. Well, so I've thought about this because. okay, so we know that she came in on Friday and then we know that on Saturday she was in Soho eating macarons. Mm-hmm. over at Lauderay and uh, shopping. But like the thing is, I was in Soho on Sunday and I never go into Manhattan on the weekends because I'm always like, too crowded. I can't go into the city. It's too far, even though it's literally just like a very short subway ride. Indeed. And so I've thought about this. If I saw her when I was in Soho, I wouldn't even think it was her. I would just think it was a really oh, pretty fair. woman because I would never, ever think, oh, Meghan Markle's in my town. Yeah. But like the pregnant belly and I also think celebrities at that level, because I have gotten to be around a few over the course of my career, <laughs> they change the air, like the molecules of the air change. Everything just becomes like charged when you realize they're there. So I don't know. Maybe the people in La Durée are that classy that no one took a cell phone photo. My mind is blown at that level of restraint because I can't understand it. It's truly shocking. Um, But yeah, so we didn't know until Monday when the story broke on harpersbazaar.com. Amazing scoop for them um, via Omid. And it was like, oh yeah, she's there for a bridal or baby shower. And can I just say, I've never, I've never had a baby shower and have never been pregnant, but I've never related to her more that she's like, this big thing is about to happen in my life. I just got to go to New York, hang out with my girlfriends, and go to fancy restaurants. So I've thought about this as well. I'm like, why New York? Is it because of me? I wasn't (laughs) invited or anything, so probably not. I think logistically it just made sense. Mm -hmm. So as we all know, Jessica Mulroney, who is her best friend and who is reportedly hosting this baby shower, um, works for GMA. She's a contributor, so she's not full-time, but you know she does segments. And so she was already in New York, and she's been traveling a lot to New York lately. Like We've been seeing it on Instagram. Yeah. And each time I'm like, wow. Every time she posts an Instagram story from a different spot in New York, Lisa sends me the Instagram story. <laughs> also, now I and she's send- like, look, she's in Williamsburg. Why is she in Williamsburg? Well, yes. So last week she was in Williamsburg, and I also sent it to Josh that at Vanity Fair, who's mm-hmm. from In the Limelight, who was on the show. I was like, oh, my God. And like, <laughs> what no is one, she doing in Williamsburg? No one replied. No one was like, oh, they're just like, yeah, she's just a woman. But anyway, um, so Jessica was already like going to be here. Mm-hmm. But I think New York just makes sense because obviously we're recording on Tuesday. Like the paparazzi are staked out at yeah. the Mark Hotel. Like we are like looking at live feeds, like, which is kind of crazy. People are like covering it like this insane breaking news event. There's, it is. Like paparazzi everywhere. But like. So I'm sure that more information will come out 
before this podcast comes out. It's true. And, but um, so I know that Megan flew in from London. Jessica flew in from Toronto or was already here. And then Abigail Spencer from Suits and other shows, the actress, mm-hmm. um, she flew in from L.A., yeah, so. I mean, if you have if you are based in London and have friends and family in L.A., New York and Toronto, like if those are your major cities, then New York makes a lot of sense. It's like a, a common base for those. I'm just so glad she chose it. And also we know we have her on record as adoring New York, which we'll get to shortly. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I was just so amazed that she pulled this off and was here for this many days and that she could do some things so low key. If you can call it low key, um, obviously today was not low key, but that she could just do this like oh casual I'm super pregnant but I'm gonna go to New York and like go to restaurants and be out on the town with my friends and you can't tell me not to and we still have her trip to Morocco in a couple of days so she'll go back to London tonight or tomorrow tomorrow Wednesday tomorrow Wednesday and then she goes to Morocco on Saturday I believe yes that's crazy but I guess you don't really get jet lagged when you're flying first class um no I don't think that's correct (laughs) I don't (laughs) know that's correct especially when you're like seven months pregnant um so logistically amazing um aside from that um what else do we what 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 do we want to cover here okay so Tuesday is the day of the alleged baby shower and let's just talk about this day unfolding because it has been utter chaos although yes. i've talked to people who don't cover the royals and they're like what do you mean oh she's here cool yeah but i'm like i'm like manhattan is taking over it's utterly chaotic everything is so hectic and everyone's like oh it's just a regular day yeah i was like why is this not trending i don't understand like bernie sanders is running for president sure 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 but like what's the real news of the day so caitlin we need to talk about your friend because midday before all the paparazzi photos that yes we all saw caitlin gets a text from one of her friends yes saying Meghan Markle's at the mark. So I couldn't be there. Okay, I want to take us back a little bit just to make it as much about me as possible. Um, <laughs> I So we knew she was here because the story broke yesterday. Yesterday, I was at my apartment um, and I was going to go for a run because as I've discussed multiple times, I run now in Central Park. And so- Good for you. Thank you. Um, my boyfriend and I were going to the park to run and he, we were talking about what hotel she might be at and trying to like theorize because I'm like, I think she's, maybe it's like the Carlisle because that's really classy. Maybe she's she's a cool girl. So maybe it's like the Bowery Hotel or something like that, something downtown. And he was like, I bet she's at the Mark, the Mark Hotel, which is right near my apartment. And then conversely, when I told my boyfriend today that she was at the Mark, he's like, well, Markle. <laughs> I love that. It's like, oh my God. So we decided to walk past it because it's right near my apartment. Um, I don't want to reveal too much about where I live because my identity might also be stolen, <gasps> but it's a stone's throw from my apartment. So we walked past it. Um, and again, the air felt charged in front of the doors that are now special to me. And my boyfriend literally goes, I just saw a redhead in the lobby. And he was serious. And I was like, well, Harry's not here. And he goes, I'm just telling you, I saw a redheaded man in the lobby. <laughs> and I was like, interesting. So we then jog. And at one point, an armored car dri- drove past us on the path. And I was like, Meghan Markle could be in there. And he was like, no, it doesn't have diplomatic plates on <gasps> the car. And I was like, I don't think it would. So basically, I just feel like I've been near her throughout the last 24 hours. That's why I said sliding doors. Sliding doors. So we did not see her. We walked back past the mark very slowly looking in all of the windows. Then this morning, the New York Post reports she's having a baby shower today on the Upper East Side at a hotel. And I was like, if it's the mark, I'm going to jump out a window. 
And of course, um, I have a friend visiting. Actually, actually, my roommate's friend, Anna, who's Australian, is visiting us and staying with us. And she is on her first day as a tourist in New York City. And she's like, oh, my God, Meghan Markle's here. I'll go look. So she goes to the mark when there's only like eight people outside. And she waits for an hour and a half. That's why we're friends. <laughs> and she is rewarded by she sees Abigail Spencer first and she's DMing me on Instagram and she's like I just saw Abigail Spencer carrying a bag of baby presents and I was like oh my god it's it's actually happening and it's a tenth of a mile from my apartment so I'm very upset but I thankfully have Anna sending me messages and then she was like there's an SUV parked in front of the mark and the person inside won't get out. And I think it's, it must be her. Like, I think there's a security concern. And then she gets out. She smiled at Anna. <gasps> I know. That's what I said. I wanted to have Anna on the podcast tonight, but she flew in from Australia this morning and she left on like Friday probably. So she's very sleepy, but we thank her for that. Thank um, you, Anna. For those details. Yeah. Smiled at her. But what confused me about this moment Aside from the fact that I had a job and couldn't be there, which is dumb, and I regret every choice I've ever made, she <laughs> we saw Abigail Spencer going in. We saw flowers going in. We saw an orange tree. A crib. A crib. All these things were being loaded into the front, which we saw from paparazzi images. Abigail Spencer goes in, but then Meghan Markle comes out. And I was like, wait, is the shower not in the hotel? Like, what the hell? Yeah, it was really, I don't know, I feel like for the entire afternoon we were just on google like what's happening not google so g chat like yeah. what's happening what's going on what's going on but so yes megan walks out and then i couldn't see this in the pictures that i had originally seen but then i saw in some pictures on the post that abigail spencer was a little bit behind her and so they left and then they went to the met Breuer, which yes. is a museum which i used to intern in really like, 10 years ago when it was the whitney that's so fun so my connection is there. Yeah. So she got into a car and went to the Met Breuer, which is really funny because the Met Breuer is only a block and a half away from the mark. But of course, like she can't walk there. Um, but sure. So she was there for about an hour, either seeing art or eating lunch. We are unclear. And then went to the Surrey, right? Yeah. That's the Surrey actually Hotel. been reported. <laughs> That's out in the world. Yes. And well, because Daily Mail was like keeping of detailed course. logs or like 105 p.m. Yeah. This thing. And so and then they go back to the mark. Yes. And because like, I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? What's happening? So they go back to the mark. And then as of now, uh, when we're recording this, the only friend that we've seen walk into the mark was Misha Nonu. OK. The designer who um, designed the husband shirt that she wore to the Invictus Games and that okay. some people have speculated maybe introduced her to Prince Harry. But I think it's that chick Violet from Ralph Lauren. Yeah. She's on the short list, though. If, yeah. If the names that people always throw out. But so that's why we're like, this is I don't know. I wish I was recording Wednesday. I know. Well, because we're like, there must be more details. So it's about 7 p.m. Just to give you a real like image of what's going on here. It's about 7, 7.15 on Tuesday night. And I'm like, she's still here. She could be eating dinner. Where is she eating dinner? I felt so irresponsible as a really obsessed person all day just not being outside I know. the hotel. Like if she wants a snack, she could be going to my bodega. She's not going to a bodega because she's Meghan Markle, but she could be. She could be. She and could. what am I doing? I'm here. Oh, I should be there. You should be there. I should be going to leave, all Caitlin. <laughs> leave. Like, I still need to get dinner tonight. I'm probably going to need a slice of pizza. What if one of her people is getting her a slice of pizza at the same place? Hey. If you were a pregnant lady in, in New York City for a couple of nights, wouldn't you want New York City pizza? Anyway, I'm going to try to calm down now, but. 
I don't no promises. This is just a really big deal for us. This is a really big deal for us. Um, anyway, what a great event. I loved her event, non-event. Um, what a great appearance. I loved the outfit. I loved it so much. And she looks not only like pregnant chic, but New York chic. Oh my God. All black everything. Another really funny note from Aussie Anna, who's staying in my apartment. She when she was messaging me, she was like, but she can't be going to a baby shower because she's dressed all in black. Like it's not very baby shower ish. And I was like, oh, Australian Anna, that is how we dress here. (laughs) (laughs) If anything, it's perfectly appropriate for her visit to New York City. Um, She wore sort of like a blush, maybe like beige uh, suede pump, but otherwise all black everything, like black skinnies apparently from Hatch, um, which is a maternity line. And then this beautiful couture jacket that was a bit of a cape, um, which as as you'll recall, the Fug Girls predicted that in her pregnancy, she'll be doing a lot of capes because that's her kind of, that's her jam. Mm -hmm. Um, And in their post about this, the Fug Girls noted, I'm so jealous that it's warm enough in New York to wear a cape coat because in New York, in California, it's really cold right now. And I was like, I tweeted them. I was like, excuse me, point of information. It's not warm in New York City right now. It was 34 degrees when she was wearing this, but she was only outside for eight feet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything inappropriate with what she's wearing because if you're literally outside for like a second, it's just like, then it's fine. Oh, what a nice, like cooling breeze. Indeed. And then also not to like criticize Anna but she's probably changing before her baby shower I think that's true yeah yeah um hopefully into like a diaphanous maternity gown right like a Grecian chiffon flowing out behind her with all of her beautiful friends around her drinking mimosas uh what an occasion so weird so weird that we weren't invited. It was. I just, I don't know. I haven't changed my phone number or my email <laughs> or my Twitter I or actually, my Honest Instagram. to God, I was like, if I run into her on the Upper East Side, what will I say? Because I've been told that you should prepare these kinds of things if you ever meet your idols. Once I was at a party and Kevin Williamson, who created Dawson's Creek, was there. And I was like, I have to go approach him. I have to go approach him. And I was with like a mentor of mine. And she was like, you have to prepare exactly what you're going to say, like the three sentences before you go over there, because otherwise you're just going to start crying or like blubbering, which is a good tip. And I decided that if I saw her in Central Park or at my bodega, I would just say, I have a podcast about you. (laughs) That's the only thing to say. What else is there to say? I really liked you on Suits. I'd be like, no, I have a podcast about you. I spend hours a week thinking and talking about you. You are my life. And then the guards would be like, ma'am, you're going to need to step away. (laughs) Ma'am, you're going to need to take a a long walk away from the Duchess. Indeed. And so, of course, with Megan in New York, a lot of places are digging up her old TIG posts, which I wonder if they have them all saved or if it's through the Wayback Machine. You know, I love nothing more than the correspondent at People Magazine whose entire job is to pull up old TIG posts. God bless that person. Yes. And so um, People ran an article called Meghan Markle Once Revealed the Mother Effing Reason NYC Has Her Wrapped Around Its Little Finger. And I love that. Um, but... So basically, it's a quote from the TIG from June 2014, and she writes, The memories of filming the pilot of Suits, the fast frenetic energy only lulled by my morning jog through Central Park. OMG, OMG. (laughs) The quintessential Manhattan bravado, the elderly ladies who lunch at Bergdorf's, draped in diamonds, nursing their martinis, watching the day go by against the backdrop of Kelly Wurstler papered walls. These are a few of the reasons I love New York, but it's the food the mother effing fantastic, crave-worthy food that keeps me wrapped around its little finger. Wow. 
What keeps you wrapped around New York's little finger? Career. Career. <laughs> there's no other reason to live here. No, there's lots of reasons to live here. No, it's just funny because this is like the wonderful, like idealistic side of New York that some people get to see or like you get to see if you're here for a short amount of time. But I think even if you live in the Upper East Side, you have to be like, oh, man, the subway doesn't run. The subway doesn't run. Everything's broken. Um, No, I absolutely adore New York. I just love hearing why other people like it. Because yes. it, it's a good reminder when the subway is broken of like, oh, you're right. That's why I live here. Yeah. The, I was thinking about that today, too. I was like, oh, she chose New York for this like ultra glam, fu- like fancy weekend. And I never really think of that as my life anymore. I just right. think like I go to work or I go to my apartment or I go to my boyfriend's apartment or I yeah. go to other people's apartments. And I just am poor and like tired <laughs> right. and right. overworked. And like, oh, right. It's a fun, glamorous place that people crave. Like yes. Meghan Markle. It makes me almost patriotic, if that could be the word. Um, New York Griotic. New York Griotic. Um, yeah, it was just I'm like, oh right. That's it is a special place. And I'm I'm honored that Meghan Markle likes the place where I choose to live. Um yes. but that was really funny. And also I think maybe an episode or two ago we were talking about do we think Meghan and Harry curse? And this is like another reminder that of course they do. And I because because this was another effing reason why she loves New York. Because it was on people. I don't know if it's like she wrote out the full word on the TIG and then people censored it, but I kind of assume she didn't because she's very elegant. So, <laughs> yeah. Even then, I don't think she would say a real F bomb. She would say, mother effing, fo- the mother effing food is what I love. Um, yeah, just, uh, she's still here. I'm so happy. Yeah, I know. I feel really weird. We should leave. We should leave. Let's just cut this episode. <laughs> bye, now. Matt. Bye. <laughs> bye, producers. Bye, guys. <laughs> Just a little, that's all you get for this week. No highs and lows. Just kidding. Um, I'll try to hold it together for like another 10 minutes and then I'm going to run home to my home that she shares with me for the night. To your pizza place. To my pizza place. Um, We also have things that her husband's doing. Yes. So (laughs) obviously other royals exist and everyone is doing lots of stuff. But Prince Harry had a very, very adorable event today because my favorite Harry events are always the events where he's around kids. Oh my God. Just these photos. He looks so adorable. He's just, he gets along with them so well. He's so playful. He's so attentive. It's so adorable. I can't wait to see him with his own kid. Although that might like make my heart grow too many sizes and then I die. Just prepare yourself. Your heart's going to grow a lot this spring. Um, But yeah, he went to a fit and feb, fit and fed February activity session. It's at a youth and community center and he met with volunteers and young leaders there. um, And they were running a trampolining and jujitsu classes for kids age seven to 16. Oh my God. How fun is that? I mean, I'd also like to be eating macarons with Megan in New York, but I would love to be jumping on a trampoline with Prince Harry in South London as well. Yes, but I think that's for children. Oh, that's... And also, I'm not sure that he jumped on the trampoline. I don't recall any of those, (laughs) but fact check me. Maybe he was. But then he did help serve um, a healthy hot lunch, which, okay, so many of the royals have been cooking lately. We got Megan at Hub Community Kitchen, um, Kate making pizza outdoors, and then uh, William just had that event um, at the charity that Princess Diana was a big fan of yes. where he helps her food and then Harry served food. But then also Caitlin, look at this picture over here where he's looking at the kids while he's serving the food. Yeah. He's giving them like pasta from your run of the mill, like big chafing tray kind of thing. And he just looks so delighted. He's like clearly trying to engage with every single kid who comes through the row. What a great guy. Great, great guy. And then 
So he spent Valentine's Day, not Valentine's Night, but Valentine's Day without Megan because he yes. was in freaking Norway. Friggin' Norway. Um, so this was, yes, he went to, um, it was such a, so unfortunate and annoying that like a lot of the framework of this visit that he made to Norway was spends Valentine's Day not with Meghan Markle. Again, Norway is hop, skip, and a jump from the UK. Um, I mean, not that quick. It's not like he commuted home, but like a it's normal day. It's not like going from the Mark to the Met Brewer. Yeah, if you will. But he still could have been home in time to see her. Whatever. It's just Which annoying. Which he reportedly was. Yes. It's just annoying that it was framed that way. Um, but yes, he was there to meet with some military folks. And he was at an air station in Bardufus, Norway, which has got to be the way you pronounce it. I mean, I just appreciate you even trying because I would have I would have paused and then said Norway <laughs> don't be a Bardufas Lisa um, so he, did, he did, I'm gonna say that from now on um, but yeah so he did that and there was the cutest funniest moment where he he went into I don't think it was actually an igloo but he went into um, a snowy area on the army base and the soldiers had pinned up a photo of their wedding to be like, sorry, you're here with us on Valentine's Day and not with your beautiful wife. And it looks so like adorably awkward, this photo op, because they clearly surprised him with it. And he's just like, oh, yeah, there she is. But I also think it's kind of like uh, the military thing where, you know, they're kind of ribbing each other and making fun of them. And they're like, Oh, hey, pretty boy, you can't be with your wife. And he's probably like, guys, guys. I know it wasn't it was not awkward because he's, you know, confronted with a photo of his beautiful wife. It was just awkward because they I don't think he knew that was coming. And it's just like, oh, really dorky. <laughs> it was so funny. I loved it. It kind of reminds me of when do you remember like months and months ago when Prince William didn't realize that he was taking a swig of a Jaeger bomb? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, you know, like even though these guys are princes, they still they still like were in the active service. So yeah. it's like, I mean, they used to be. Yes. So sometimes they're brothers, <laughs> comrades. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Servicemen. We, we're uncomfortable when we talk about the army. Um, no, it's nice to see like they're still playing around with him. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Sure, sure, I sure. just didn't say it eloquently. Sure, sure, sure. I'm rewatching the Americans with my boyfriend, so that's why I said comrade. Sure. I mean, that's it's a good term. It's a good term. Um, what else do we have? Oh, and then there was the news that broke or not really broke. But remember, like months and months ago, this is like one of the things that kind of kicked off the weeks and weeks and weeks of really annoying rumors that like we hated so much when the news broke that Prince Harry and Prince William are going to be splitting their courts, their households. Yeah. So um, it was reported that it's actually going to be happening within the next few weeks. And then I read on Lainey that that kind of in turn led to a lot of places being like feud reunited or just I don't know, just kind of a lot of BS. But obviously this was always going to happen. And it was always going to probably happened before they moved to Frogmore. The timing of everything makes sense. And as I've said repeatedly, they have different jobs, so they need different offices. Yeah. This is a no malarkey zone. Yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. As I've said repeatedly, no malarkey is allowed here. Thank you for yeah. remembering. Yeah. No, the report was like, William and Harry are working to make sure the Sussexes have an office that they can support their family when they move to Frogmore. This work has been underway since last year's wedding. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I just think there's no drama. It just makes sense. I mean, maybe there is some. I don't know. I'm not going to speculate, but I don't really have time for the malarkey. Yeah. I'm not just I'm not doing it. Not taking it on. 
Not taking it not on. Not taking it on. <laughs> we can't help but reference bitch sash. Yeah, we love bitch sash in case anybody who listens to bitch sash might hear some of their terminology sneak into our vernacular. But um, yeah, not taking that on is one of their phrases. Yes. And then so William and Kate are apparently having a low key week because Prince George and Princess Charlotte are having a half term holiday, which I guess is like spring break, March spring break. break. <laughs> spring break. <laughs> I get it. Sure. Sure. Um, So they think that uh, the Cambridges are either at Amner Hall, which is their country home, or maybe they're off skiing. They love skiing. They love skiing. I just think that's so nice. I love family time. And as we know, family means a lot to Kate because it makes her really happy. And so she brings it to (laughs) events, like pictures of the family to events to show children. Um, It would also be fine with me if they released a ski photo. (gasps) I know. I know I they just first of all as we discussed last week um, William and Kate were first like outed as a couple on a ski vacation and in the past they've released photos of themselves adorably like having a snowball fight while she wears a little pom-pom hat Um, so pictures of the kids doing ski activities would be acceptable to me Um, Mm -hmm. but no of course they don't have to do that and they can enjoy this spring winter February break yes and so then Wait, do you think Charlotte's a snowboarder? Probably not yet. I don't know logistically, but it seems like at three years old, you're too young, in my opinion. But that's as someone who's only skied as a child. Our producer is shaking his head at me, which I don't appreciate. Excuse us, Matt. I think she's going to be four. That's maybe old enough to snowboard. Maybe defer to Jenna. (laughs) That's his wife. (laughs) Women are right at all things. Um, So (laughs) I think she's old enough to snowboard. Um, You guys can let me know um, i just like the image okay that's fine yeah okay so the princess margaret documentary series margaret the rebel princess aired on pbs on february 10th and 17th and we're sure a lot of people watch because obviously i mean for us i really i knew about princess margaret but i will admit i did not know that much about her until the crown and then i really became like fascinated and i think she's so interesting so i'm obviously late to the game on this yeah But so the documentary came out and it just kind of like traced her life, you know, went over some stuff from the crown and then it went over a lot of her like later years. And one of the people that was on the documentary was her um, biographer, Christopher Warwick. An authorized biography. Oh, yeah. Authorized biography. Yes. So I actually interviewed him for the cut. So I'm really just referencing my own article here. I love it. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you be the expert here. Yes. So what were some of your favorite parts? I, if I may, um, you asked Christopher if he had any preconceived notions of Princess Margaret before they met. And he said that the very first time they had lunch, she said, and I remember her words precisely, I expect before you met me, you thought I was the sort of person the tabloids said I was. Then she paused. And now you know I'm not. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, not yikes. Like, scary. I'd be like, ooh, you got me. <laughs> you know? No, but he meant it in a nice way. No, I know. I know. And then um, later I asked, like, what would surprise people about Margaret? And he said... Margaret was perceived in many ways as a pioneer as she straddled two worlds, the royal world with all its traditions and protocols, and the modern world. If you went to her house at Kensington Palace, it looked like just a beautiful 18th century classical interior, but within that interior, you got a very modern woman. On the grand piano, for example, she had something that was called a Billy Bass. <laughs> it was a rubber fish on a wood, a plastic wood lookalike base. And so I Googled it, and I was like, Let's be real. Like, this sounds insane. How do you not remember Big Mouth Billy Bass? 
I remember it as a thing, but like I didn't remember it as like a royal thing. Oh, okay. I was like, is this one of your Canadian cultural differences? No, I, I very much remember this fish. It haunts my dreams. Like I can't ever forget it. But but her having one. Yeah, it was like a royal gag gift that they all thought was really funny like years ago. But obviously it only came out like, oh my God, I think it was in the late 90s. So she wouldn't have had it her whole life or anything. Mm-hmm. So it might have mm-hmm. just been like a silly gift that she was given. But he did say... um, if she felt out of her comfort zone, if she felt threatened, if she felt she was made to look silly, then she would pull rank because of who she was. She famously had beautiful blue eyes, but if you overstepped the mark, those eyes turned to ice. Ooh. I saw it only once. Ooh. I would not want to be on the receiving end of that. Um, I also like this turn of phrase he gave you when he when you asked about his her relationship with Queen Elizabeth. Um, she said... In terms of personalities, Elizabeth and Margaret were as different as chalk and cheese. Yeah. That's so disgusting. Yes. But, he, but really effective. Yes. It's a turn of phrase. Despite that, there was never any break in the bond between them. There was great love between them. And from the Queen's point of view, there's a lot of sympathy for what went on in Margaret's life. They spoke every day on the telephone, even if it was just for a few minutes, and they were always very close. I can't say I do that with my sibling, so I'm very impressed by that. Yeah, me too. Especially considering Elizabeth was like a little busy sometimes. And I also asked him about, um, you know, she's kind of thought of now as like a tragic figure, i.e. look at her freaking New York Times obituary. Yeah. You know, and and he said that, well, I'm going to paraphrase a bit. He said, she told me, and this was very poignant at the time, at my age, I shouldn't be alone. That mm. I think that sums up much for later years. She was alone. It's sad, but the idea that she was a sad woman simply is not true. There were times when she was very, very lonely. But my goodness, she was a lady who loved life and enjoyed friends. We've all gone through sad and unhappy times in our life, and she was no different. But was she a sad or tragic character? No, she wasn't. Not at all. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that because yeah. I did. I was really as I mentioned when we talked about it a couple weeks ago, really just grossed out by her obituary. And when we read the Craig Brown book last summer, he also ends on a really sad note because the last couple of years of her life were like not great. And no, not at all. you know, her, he noted in the book that her funeral was like really small and like not a lot of people, like just nobody showed up and it just, it seemed like a real bummer for what a sensational life she was and what a sensation she was. And, so I'm very happy to hear that because I don't think Princess Margaret wants my pity, you know? No. She she's, was a badass. Yeah, and she was also very much a princess, so she would not appreciate you, <laughs> a commoner. She's like, how dare you even have an opinion about me? Yeah. So, how dare you talk about me on a podcast? What's a podcast? Yeah. That's what she would say. So that was on the cut. You can read it on there. I don't usually do that, but you can read my article. Read Lisa's article, guys. <laughs> she writes as beautifully as she speaks. Well... In my opinion, <laughs> in my opinion, both of those things are beautiful. Sorry. Uh, and anybody who thinks otherwise is dumb. Just saying. Um, sh- before we adjoin the royal pod, should we have some highs and lows? It's time for the royal highs and lows. I don't know if we can have. Okay, no, sorry. I don't want to get to the highs right away. What are our lows? Um, my low is the reaction that certain places had to the news that the courts were splitting soon mm-hmm. because I think that that was malarkey. Malarkey. Tomfoolery. Um, my low is that the clock is ticking and I feel Meghan Markle slipping away from me. Oh, you mean, I, th- I thought you meant in life. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you mean in New York. The clock is ticking on her New York City adventure and I just, 
with every passing minute and hour, I'm like, I'm not gonna run into her, am I? Well, probably not. And also if you do, there'll be cameras everywhere and security everywhere. So you'll like, no, it's not gonna be like you run into her. It's like, oh, here are barricades. Literal, Caitlin, there are literal (laughs) barricades from the NYPD. It's like freaking lame is. But we know how she is. She might just slip out and get a slice of pizza. I mean, And there I'll be. There you'll be. There I'll be. I'm going to go to every pizza place on the Upper East Side just waiting. There's so many. Go to PQR, Megan. This is airing two days later. Whatever. It's fine. Next visit. Next visit with little Sussex in tow. And so my high will be that she got to have several days of private visiting and hanging out with her friends because I... I'm really happy that we know about the trip because obviously this is the content that we crave. But I think as a person, it is very nice that she got some private time because although she is public, she is still a human. So she got to like enjoy some privacy and some fun. So I'm really glad that she got some time. Yeah, you raise a good point. Um, I was going to have my high be her amazing sunglasses, which are only $70 from Lispecs, but you've inspired me to go deeper. (laughs) So I thank you for that. Um, No, I'm really, it's a high, her New York City trip is a high, not just because she chose to stay within breathing room of me, um, but also because I'm really, yeah, like proud of her, if that could even be the term, uh, that she pulled this off and that she's still prioritizing her needs and her friendships and relationships and her appreciation for New York City and mother effing food. Um, I'm just glad that she is doing things like this. Yeah. Um, And not letting those relationships go by the wayside. I think it's really impressive. And I'm truly impressed by this operation. Um, I I hope for lots of other little pops into New York City, maybe with Harry. Maybe Uh, with the baby. Maybe with the baby. Weren't they like they're talking about or they're planning on maybe doing a fall trip I think with the baby yes. wasn't that what the rumor yeah, was the United States trip so Indeed. that'd be great but I'm gonna add on one more high and another try to, high. Try to top me Lisa well it's gonna be her friends because I oh, think yeah. that she's got some really loyal friends and I know that some places some people were not too pleased with them going to people magazine and defending her but I just think she's got a really great group of loyal people and I think that's really nice yeah I think so, too. Oh, what a great week. Um, and next week, we're going to have the Morocco trip. Oh, my so gosh. It's I'm it's a very happy time. Um, you guys can drop us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com to ask us any and all questions about the Royals. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Um, we have a real review from Jiminy C, like Jiminy Cricket. Oh, my gosh. That's perhaps, cute. Perhaps. Would you like to read this one, Lisa? Sure. Um, I wake up with the biggest smile on Thursdays and immediately refresh my podcast app to get the latest episode. Such great fun and wonderful insight on the royal family. Glad I'm not the only one who checks Instagram several times a day to see Meg and Kate's latest outfits at their events. Keep up the amazing work, ladies. Wake up with the biggest smile on Thursdays. That really warms my heart. Didn't I actually Grace cl- say the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I clutched my chest when you said that because I was like, I hate waking up. I hate waking up. Too. Well, I'm glad to not be dead. So... <laughs> Hashtag perspective from Lisa. <laughs> I'm glad to be alive, but I don't, um, I'm not jazzed about like getting on that broken subway in the morning and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm happy to soothe and 
make anyone's mornings happier and easier. I just like that idea. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, me, Caitlin, on Instagram and Twitter at HeyKMens. Um, where can people follow you, Lisa? Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, and you can follow the show haha, on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Until next week. I will not sleep. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I will just be floating on a cloud of New York City joy. Um, But until next week, God save the pod. I gotta go. I gotta run. Gotta Gotta run run to go find Megan. I have to go to the bodega. She's not going to bodega, is she? (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.